Today in our beautiful faith, we celebrate the memorial of St. Catherine of Siena. Quite an amazing individual if you read even just a little bit about her life story. She's most prob probably most well known for, at least one of the things she's most well known for, in helping bring in the Pope back to Rome. There was a time during the papacy that the Pope escaped from Rome and was living in Avignon, France for a good number of years, really. And then, because of the primacy of St. Peter being founded in Rome, as well as the centrality of our faith being in Rome, it was indeed important for our Pope to go back to Rome. And so St. Catherine of Siena, throughout the majority of her life, wrote many letters and did many prayers and penances that this may come about. And lovingly so, her prayer was answered by God Almighty, and the Pope did return to Rome and help to bring about some needed reformation in the church at that time. What's kind of beautiful, if you read her story a little bit more, is I think, you know, when we think of saints in the church or holy people, um, there is kind of a, maybe a certain air that we think of them on such a high pedestal that we can't touch them, or their demeanor even is such that we can't relate to it, meaning that, you know, they're just odd people. And for a number of saints, that's definitely true. They were odd people because in the eyes of the world, they, it doesn't make sense why they're living their lives as they do. And maybe for some of us who are trying our best to grow in holiness, still some of the things that some of the saints have done, really we scratch our heads at. Like, wow, is that really what you have to do to be a holy individual? So with St. Catherine of Siena, though, uh, she was, as, as devout as she was, faithful to her prayer life and her penances and uh, being a great lover of the papacy itself, always respecting the office of the Pope, as, as well as her great love for our Lord Jesus Christ and his passion, which is always tied to the Most Holy Eucharist, which we hear about more in today's Gospel. She surprised many individuals by how she kept herself up, meaning her, her physical appearance. She didn't look, you know, horribly downtrodden. She didn't look like she was unkempt, you know. And she didn't wear flashy clothing by any means as well. You know, she just kept herself in a good state. And as well as how she interacted with people, it was just very genuine. You know, there was no uh, pretense, no show. You know, she was giving her very self to others whenever she had her interaction with her fellow man, male or female. As I heard one story, read rather one story about her, how she was, whenever she met, you know, people of royalty, uh, that, you know, most people with meeting royalty, you know, you kind of think like, well, I need to, you know, put on my best behavior and, and act extra cordial, etc. And for her, um, I mean, she just acted her normal self and kind of how some of these princes described their uh, encounter with her was that it was just like, for, speaking as the prince now, it was like I was a long-lost brother and I had finally come home to meet my family. It was that kind of interaction that people had with St. Catherine of Siena. And I think that's awesome to hear. You know, we, we hear of stories, and I think maybe we hear more so of the extreme stories of saints, because they are extreme and they kind of stick out for us. And they're, they're quite interesting. But to hear a story of a saint, and there, of course, there's more than just St. Catherine of Siena, that, you know, they were definitely holy people. There's no uh, beating around the bush with that. 
but how they also just were normal in a way that wasn't extreme, that was, that was just quote-unquote normal and just was living life as a holy individual, doing what they could to draw closer to our Lord and for St. Catherine of Siena. That was much more so for her with the passion of our Lord Jesus Christ building up to his death on the cross, but also just interacting with fellow man, you know, just being genuine, just being genuine, just being oneself. I guess we kind of say this in more contemporary terms. She was very comfortable in her own skin. And how many of us would love to be that way? <laughs> how many of us would love to just be comfortable in our own skin? And it doesn't matter who we encounter, you know, the person that we meet on the street, a complete stranger as we walk out of our front door, people at work, extended family members, or you know, people who quote-unquote are higher class, whether that means because they have money, because they're involved in politics, and the like, you know, that we're just always constantly ourselves. We are constantly genuine. I think that's quite awesome when you kind of contemplate how much that would be a gift to live life that way and how we can easily acquire that. You know, how so? Well, St. Catherine of Siena gives us an example with her life. You know, she kept herself up looking okay, not incredibly fantastic, but okay, as well as she kept drawing closer to our Lord. Great love for our Lord and great love for, for her uh, with the papacy during her time. If you read some of her readings, she wrote a great number of letters, and her most famous work is called The Dialogues of St. Catherine of Siena. I highly encourage it. Uh, they're beautiful pieces of work to read. Easily can lose yourself and the time as you dive into those works. And with great love with our Lord, we hear in the Gospel for today, a continuation of the Bread of Life Discourse, St. John's Gospel, Chapter 6. We're kind of in the thick of it now. There are only roughly 60 verses in this chapter, and we're now beginning with verse 35 through 40 with the Gospel for today. And our Lord emphasizes to us at the beginning, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. I know a lot of us have been, by far and large, the majority of people for a great number of time, except for priests and a few others, uh, deacons, etc., have been deprived of the Most Holy Eucharist. And I hope that this, maybe throughout this week, as we do resume public Masses fairly soon, where there are more than likely going to be restrictions involved, but still public Masses will be resumed, that maybe this week with this chapter help us to do a little bit more to appreciate what God has given us in the Most Holy Eucharist. We know we've been hungering for it, at least I hope that's the case for you, and how much we strive to build up to that beautiful moment that we can receive our Lord again in Holy Communion. But in addition to that, today we hear of a great promise of what our Lord is giving to us all, and that is that He's giving always of Himself. He tells us what the Father's will is. You know, Think of the Lord's Prayer. Let thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. At the end of the Gospel, our Lord Jesus Christ says this about the will of the Father. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son... Think of the Eucharist there. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him may have eternal life, and I shall raise Him on the last day. Us as Catholics are so blessed to have the Eucharist. I mean, we take it for granted. I know, and priests do too. All clerics, on a certain level we do. Uh, but we all take the Eucharist for granted. 
And I think if we see our Lord in the Eucharist, again, it'll bring such joy to so many of our hearts. But also that part, the second part that he says, everyone who sees the Son and believes in Him may have eternal life, and I shall raise Him on the last day. And that's the hardest piece, believing in our Lord, everything that He teaches us, everything that He has instructed us in His amazing instrument of salvation that is the Catholic faith, His hospital of helping us to be more cured on the path to being fully relieved of all anguish that is eternal life, that is paradise with the Most Holy Trinity in heaven. As he says, that last line, and I shall raise him on the last day. That's our hope. That's what we yearn for. St. Catherine of Siena, that's how she lived her life. And the best piece is that for her, and I think we can greatly take away from her example of life, is just how genuine she was, how comfortable she was with anyone and everyone she met. And you know who also did the same? Our Lord Jesus Christ, the same one we see in the Most Holy Eucharist.